Good day, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Jim Harold, And before we get started with our show with Barbara and Nino from an interview we recorded several weeks ago, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to each and every one of you listening out there. As many of you know by now, I've had a lot of loss in my life over the last three weeks. I had the death of a beloved uncle, uh, my favorite uncle, who I grew up with in the same household. And then a short two weeks later, I had the absolutely unexpected death of my mother. That happened, uh, uh, oh, about nine days ago as we record this. And uh, my goodness, uh, it's been extremely, extremely difficult and devastating. But one of the things that has helped me through and has got me back to the place where I'm ready to come back to the mic are your kind words and expressions. I can't thank uh, you enough. It's been a great outpouring. Hundreds of comments, emails, Facebook messages, Twitter messages, uh, just overwhelmed by the kindness of this audience. And I wanted to thank each and every one of you so very much. And with that, we'll get on to the content. I'm so glad to be back. I think it's the best therapy I could have and want to continue to provide great content for you. Here is The Other Side fleeting glimpses of things seen through a veil darkly. Do we understand the meaning of these visions of life? Why we are here and how little of our existence we truly understand? Tonight we will talk of these things on The Other Side. Welcome to The Other Side. I'm Jim Harold. So glad to be with you today. And we're going to explore something uh, a little bit different, but I think very, very worthwhile. Our guest today is Barbara Anino. She is the author of a mystery series that has a very strong supernatural theme. It's a Stacy Justice mystery series, and we're so glad to have her with us. I'll tell you a little bit about Barbara before we get started. She is a Chicago native, a book junkie, and a Springsteen act. A former bartender and humor columnist for Illinois Magazine, she finds the funny in just about everything except those Humane Society commercials, which she personally holds responsible for the reason she has three great names. <laughs> she lives in Illinois, where she ran a bed and breakfast for five years, and now she's a happily married freelance writer and a Lowe's regular who is constantly covered in dust and paint thanks to her nineteen uh, her 1855 brick home, which she's shares with friendly spirits she's just completed emerald isle the fourth book in the stacy justice series barbara and nino uh welcome to the program hi jim it's great it's great to be here i've been a huge fan for years yes i should say barbara is also a plus club member so we're very thankful for (laughs) that and uh is a faithful listener to the shows and uh i'm just very impressed i was looking at your books on amazon you have some faith i mean you have a Two, three hundred reviews up there for each individual book, uh, four and a half and five star reviews. You have a you have a strong fan base. I'm very impressed. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I I I can't be more grateful for people that do leave reviews. It's it's such a nice it's just such a nice, generous gift to an author to to leave a review. You know, no matter how you feel about the book, it's just it's always welcome that people take time out of their day to to express how they feel. So I'm very grateful for that. Now, uh, one thing that interests me about this, and you see it more and more these days, are kind of mashups. You know, you, you think of maybe supernatural books as a category or paranormal books, whatever you want to call it. Then you think of mysteries as another category. And more and more, if you look at something like paranormal romance, for example, you see kind of these mashup of um, 
of different categories into a singular category and obviously very successful. Um, let me ask you, uh, what made you want to kind of take the, the, the approach of taking the paranormal and mixing it with a, a mystery book? Well, um, paranormal and ghosts and supernatural magic, all that kind of thing has always been fascinating to me. Mythology, alternative religions have always been something that have interested me. And I grew up in a family and a household with Irish <laughs> Irish ancestors and, and they were always telling ghost stories. And it was just something that I grew up with and I was fascinated by. And so I've heard this quote before and I don't know who to attribute it to, but it's been said, you know, write the book that you would like to read. And that's what I did. Um, now, uh, talk to us about a little bit about the research that you did for the book, because uh, it sounds like you've always been very steeped in the supernatural, but on the mystery side and also on the supernatural side, when you decided you were going to start this series, I believe three books are out now and there's a fourth uh, forthcoming, I believe, in the summer. And if you stay tuned, we'll tell you how you can possibly win uh, the first three books uh, Barbara's generously donated for us to give away to a listener. And we'll tell you about that in a bit. But how did you go about the research for this? Well, um, as I said, I've always, it's always something that's fascinating to me. So actually, when I was still in college, it, I would buy books on the subject on uh, witchcraft and oh, Wicca, um, books by Scott Cunningham, a lot, of, a lot of titles you might see published by a publisher called Llewellyn. Oh, yeah, Llewellyn. Um, I know Llewellyn. Yeah, so, um, and I was into gardening and herbs and natural remedies, and so just, I incorporated all that into just my, my learning as, you know, just something that I was, as a hobby, really. And so um, I had actually collected quite a, a library of that kind of material. So really it's something that I, that I just had in my, in my knowledge base. I didn't have to research too much while writing it. It was something that basically I've been researching for years. If, if somebody hasn't met Stacy justice in the pages of your books yet, um, explain who she is, what's she all about? Okay. Well, she is, a young woman who's essentially trying to find herself in her own way. She was raised by her, mostly by her grandmother. Her father died at a young age and her mother disappeared shortly after. And her grandmother is a witch. And um, so are her grandmother's two sisters. And so they had been trying to essentially train her and teach her and, mold her into being who they think she should be. They feel that she has a destiny and she really fights against that and really tries to make her own way and her own destiny. And, and so that, you know, there's that conflict between nature versus nurture and um, what a young person wants to do versus what their family would wish that they would do. And so that's who, that's essentially who she is. And eventually she comes back to her hometown and she finds a job at a newspaper and she's really funny. 
got sort of a smart mouth on her. So she's um, she's essentially a witch, a reluctant witch, who is a reluctant a re- witch, exactly. Who is a reporter who ends up finding herself in these mysteries. Correct. Right. She trouble finds her. Uh, she doesn't go looking for trouble. It's it's sort of the opposite of you know the the old show Murder She Wrote, where Jessica just keeps stumbling upon you know dead bodies. It's well. That happens to Stacey a little bit, but she really tries to run away from that. And she doesn't go looking for it, but it finds her, and and she's compelled to, you know, get to the bottom of it due to her her scientific nature too. Her, you know, her reporter side, her curiosity in that respect. She's always got to find the, you know, the heart of the story. Um. So so, tell us about. Uh, writing mysteries. That's always fascinated me. You know, uh, aside from the supernatural angle, the idea that you have to make all the threads connect and you have to make it all make sense. Can you talk about pulling the levers in a, in a mystery, in a mystery novel? Sure. Um, well, I did, I did a lot of research on that, on how to build a plot and, and how to build characters and things like that. I read a lot of books on that. But <laughs> you can you can read about how to write, you know, until the cows come home, but you really don't learn anything until you actually write. So my my first book with these characters is not published. Um, I consider it my background book mm-hmm. because I had I had plotted that thing for about a month. Um, that's, you know, I'd get up every day and, and work on the plot more and more and more. And then I, I wrote it and frankly, it just was not that exciting. And right. so, um, what I learned is that if I don't know what's going to happen in my books, my readers won't either. So essentially I write for the seat of my pants. I just let the characters sort of take over. They lead the story if I'm stuck, I go for a long walk and something might hit me and I just kind of go from there. I, I didn't know who the killer was in my first book until Stacy did. <laughs> so, so I, and I find that, you know, not every writer goes that route. But for me, it's, it's not only is the process more thrilling, but I find that the story is more surprising and satisfying to the reader. Do you find um, that your characters surprise you from time to time? Oh, all the time. All the time. Um, especially ones that I don't know that well. And, I, I, you know, I feel I'm on my, I've completed my fourth, well, technically my fifth book, but the fourth book that will be published. And I feel like I, I get to know Stacy through each book. She definitely evolves. This is really not a series that is a lot of books can be read out of order within a series. Sure. For example, Janet Ivanovich, you can probably pick up any one of her books and, you know, you can get into it very easily. Mine sort of build on the character each time. She learns more about herself and I learn more about her. And I, you know, people change and evolve and that's, I think your character should as well. You know, fiction should reflect some truth in, in, you know, it should reflect some truth in human nature. So 
Um, but yeah, they, they definitely surprise me with the, how they grow and change. And um, do you think there's something mystical about writing? Oh, gosh. That's an interesting question, Jim. You, you asked, you, I tell you, you've always, you've always inspired me the way you ask questions. I've, I've always thought, wow. Well, thank that's you. a great question. And, <laughs> um, you know what? I, I, not really, because I think that, well, let me put it this way. The human mind is mystic to me. And mm-hmm. so I, that's how I believe, that's how I think of writing. It's, it's like, you know, the fascination and what the human brain and spirit can do and accomplish. In that way, it's mystical. But I don't think, I mean, I've never gone to sleep at night and dreamed an entire novel and woken up and, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't really work that way for me. It's more, it's work, you know. It's, like I said, if I'm stuck, I go for a walk and, and I'm, and I'm running things over in my head over and over and over until it clicks. So, so no, I don't think that it's, um, I mean, I think you can be born with a certain gift and then you develop that and it becomes a talent. And uh, getting back to Stacy a little bit in, in the books, um, does she end up, and I don't want you to give away any big plot secrets, uh, so if you don't feel comfortable answering this, this is okay, but does she integrate her ability to do magic into her investigation or is she kind of like is uh you know kind of borrowing from the old tv show bewitched is she kind of like her own darren stevens who says no witchcraft okay well um that's one of the fine lines that you you have to walk when you're writing something like an urban fantasy or or a paranormal story is there uh, the way I like to look at it is there has to be rules in the, in the world of, that you're building, whatever world it may be. And so um, the way the books are written, she does most of the investigating without magic. But there, but there is magic involved, and it may lead her to a clue, but it certainly won't lead her to the conclusion, if you will. So, so she definitely can gain something from, um, for example, casting a spell or calling on the spirits or, or, you know, what have you. She gains a little bit from that, but certainly not the entire um, answer that she's seeking. Um, do you think that um, in, in, I don't know if you, you personally know witches or, or, or people who have um, certain powers. Do you think in real life these people struggle with their abilities and sometimes deny it? Um, well, you know, witchcraft, you know, a true witch just basically is, her religion is nature and earth and spirit. It's True witches aren't psychic or they can't, you know, like you said, be witch. They can't wiggle their nose and make things happen. Or It's basically the, um, uh, the accumulation of energy to, to create change, essentially. So, 
Um, I, you know, I personally don't know any psychics or anything like that, but I do know witches that, that create spells. And I, you know, and I really think everybody has a little, there's a, you know, there's a little witch in all of us where you might get on a plane and say, you know, you, you, you say a little prayer, you know, you know, travel me safely and, and, or, you know, you send your kids off to school and you say a little prayer and, and hope they have a great day and nobody harms them. And, you know, it's, to me, it's, that, that's all it is. It's just those little prayers that you say every single day and the little rituals that you do for your home and your health. And, um, but, but I personally, I don't know any true psychics or, or people that have that sort of ability. So I, you know, that's kind of a tough question for me to answer. And one thing that I've noticed, and whether it's um, legitimately going through, for example, Audible, on my other shows I do commercials for Audible, and I look at things that are popular, and then in doing my shows, I, I, I'm noticing more and more of these mashups of different categories, like I said, paranormal romance, mystery, paranormal. Why do you think this is gaining such popularity, taking, taking these themes and putting them into fictional stories? What are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I just think that it's always been there and now it seems like there's a movement where it might catch on and publishers will agree to, to publish it. But I think it's, I think that sort of storyline has always been there, but perhaps it used to be in the form of horror rather than romance or mystery. Right. That's true. So I, I just think that people really want more light-hearted reads these days. I think that people want to laugh. I don't think people want to sit down and or always want to be scared or always want to read something really, really heavy. I think, you know, I think you need a little lightness in your day. And, and I, I think it, it comes from that. It comes from so much to do and so much stress and so much fear. And, you know, you turn on the news and you just see so much horror in reality, but you want to be whisked away to a completely different world. And sometimes that world might involve something paranormal, supernatural, and and you might want just a lighthearted read that evening. So right. I think it I think it stems from that. Now so and actually that spurs another question that I had because I think this is always an element of uh, for me, an entertaining mystery uh novel. What about the use of humor in the book? What are your What are your thoughts on that? The importance of having a little bit of humor to take off the edge of the uh, uh, maybe the, the 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 harshness of something. Well, you know, I think um, it, it certainly it would. It definitely depends on the story. My stories involve humor. That's how I write, and that's how I live. You know, I think that your your fictional world should reflect at least somewhat of, of the real world. I don't think every story needs that much humor, but you know, I mean, how often in a day do people laugh? I mean, just around the water cooler, people will tell a joke here and there. So I think it just reflects human nature. You know, there's, there's, there's days where you're sad, you're angry and, and there's days where you're happy and, and you're having a great time and you're joking around with your friends. So to me, it's, it's just more of that, 
again, the reflection of how, how the world is. And something in kind of along those lines as well. I was recently watching a documentary about um, James Bond and uh, okay. 50th anniversary and so forth. And I talked about Ian Fleming and how mm-hmm. he kind of, the, the people, and some of these people actually knew him, um, speculated that he himself was the prototype for James Bond and he kind of envisioned himself as a Bond-like figure. Now, if anybody looks at Ian Fleming and looks at Sean Connery, of uh, the early 1960s. I don't know if that, that really fits, but he envisioned himself as Bond in many ways, kind of urbane and so forth. How much uh, do you think of Barbara is Stacy and how much of Stacy is Barbara? Is there, is there, um, is there intermingling there? Well, you know, I've written um, a lot of stories and there's a little bit of me in all of them. I, I have a short story out called No Mores with a, a little irritating gnome. And, you know, he's a little part of me, too. <laughs> um, but Stacey is, well, she she's funnier than me. She's smarter than me. She's younger. <laughs> but, you know, I to me, I think she's sort of the... Um, the, the little parts of me that I wish I were, if, mm-hmm. if you will sort of the, you know, the idealistic person that I'd like to be, you know? Right, right. So, and I think um, a little bit of her and me, yeah, definitely. And all of my characters, actually, um, her cousin Cinnamon is actually a little bit more like me than I would care to admit, but, um, you know, she has a temper on her and, and things like that. You know, I just think that, Sometimes their characters are just more inflated versions of personalities that we all have or that we all know in some way or another. Um, I mean, I definitely create a lot of my characters out of thin air, but there's going back if I read my books later on, then I, I, you know, I can see, oh, I bet you I got that particular trait from this person or this person or this person. So, yeah, there's a little bit of me in all of my characters. How, how much how much fun is it to have the ability and the power to create a world? Oh, I, I really love it. I just, I, it's something I've always wanted to do. I went to um, school. My major was English. My emphasis was writing. Um, I, it, it's, 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 it feels like a, a big responsibility in a way as well, but it's definitely fun. You know, you, you really hope that you're giving people some enjoyment. Um, some, some, I mean, in my case, other writers, they really want to make their mark on the world. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. For me. It's a lot of fun, but it's also a little bit of responsibility. You know, I feel like I, I owe it to my readers to definitely give them a satisfying read. And, and like I said earlier, to make sure that they, you know, they, they don't put the book down on satisfied. And, and I also can't guess the mystery. You know, I, I try right. to, I definitely try to make it tough. Uh, and it makes, it makes my job a lot harder, actually not plotting and, and just sort of flying by the seat of my hands, but it's worth it. 
Well, I've got to say the little bit of, uh, I've not released anything, but the little bit of dabbling I've done in short stories and things, I tend to be the same way. I just have to sit down and start writing it and then I can refine and so forth. But, but I'm not an outliner, which is horrible. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, not horrible for you. You're good at it. But for me, it's, uh, it's probably not the best course, but, but I feel the same way. I, I think that's a very interesting thing. Um, do you end up, do you, do you feel that you have, and this is going to seem like a weird question because we're talking about fictional characters. Do you end up caring for or having a relationship with your characters? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, this is, this is very interesting. I cry every time I finish a book. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's very emotional. And if, a lot of times it's because, you know, there's certain characters that won't come back in the next book or, you know, things like that. Um, or if my, if Stacey goes through something traumatic, it's traumatic for me. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of her journey ends up being a little bit traumatic because it, it, she, the third book um, is actually, it revolves around her father's death. And that's very traumatic for her. And, you know, so, uh, and a lot of things revolve around her family. Most of the mysteries revolve around something that she has to, she has to solve because somebody in her family will be hurt by it. And so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have, I have affection for my characters. On the flip side of that, have you ever created a character that you really despised? Yes, I, <laughs> the fourth book I just wrote, I did. Um, and then it's, it's interesting because, you know, they're, they're, most people are not all good or all bad. And so you do have to give them nuances that make them relatable. So even if you have the biggest jerk in the world, you know, he might still be worthy or he might have some redeeming qualities like, very kind to dogs or, you know, something like that. So, yeah, the, my first, my fourth book, I created somebody who was quite a villain. And then I just, I had to lighten her up a little bit, I found, towards the end. And she lightened up a little bit. And so it actually made it more, to me, more dimensional. If, if people see your series and they're considering pick it up, picking it up, what, what, what kind of ride are they in for? What can they expect out of your uh, Stacy Justice books? You know, I just hope that I've written something that people can relate to, people can fall in love with these characters, and then hopefully laugh. Um, I have a lot of readers who email me and say that, you know, they wish they could live in this town or they wish they could, you know, have have a lunch or a drink with Stacy or, you know, so, so, and that's really rewarding to me. Or, or, you know, this is, this is also a woman with a crazy family and who doesn't have some crazies in their family? I mean, we all do, right? So, and, and if you don't think you do, then you might be the crazy one. <laughs> so I, I think I've, I've, I hope that I've written something relatable and fun, lighthearted. Um, so if folks want to pick up the books and, uh, well, well, first we should take care of this piece of business. 
Um, again, Barbara has given us uh, uh, the first three books in the series to give away to uh, our listeners. So we're going to make this really easy. I don't know exactly the date that we're releasing this. We're recording it on February 19th. However, not sure of the date we're releasing it. So here's the deal. You have one week from the date that this is released. And just send me an email at jim at jimherald.com just saying Barbara contest. Please enter me in the Barbara contest. That's an easy way to do it. And then at the end of a week from the date of release of the show, so let's say we release it March 1st, it would be March 8th, one week, you have one week to send me that email, and then we'll just pick somebody at random. That makes it pretty easy. What do you think, Barbara? Oh, I like it. And that'll be a way to introduce uh, introduce folks to the series. And one lucky winner and uh, at random. And uh, Barbara, if, if folks um, want to pick up the book, I know it's available in paperback. It's I believe it's a, some of them are available in audiobook. They're available on the Kindle. How would you recommend that they go pick up the books? Well, my publisher is Amazon. So um, that's the only place that it's actually available. And it's, it is available in, or at Audible, I should say as well. It's in, available in paperback, ebook, for Kindle, and audio. So that's the best way. Just go right to Amazon. Well, we're big fans of Amazon. Go ahead. <laughs> so, and, and I know that you have listeners from, you know, all over the world. It's available at any Amazon. Well, that's so fantastic. UK and Canada. And I do have one little tidbit that you might find interesting, Jim. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I love listening to your podcast, and oftentimes um, they inspire me. Oh, good. And I have, <laughs> I have to tell you that I heard the podcast that the woman was telling you about the green line and the fairy fire. Yes, absolutely. I very specifically, yes, I specifically do. Yes, several months ago, yes. And that ended up in my fourth book, The Fairy Fire. Wow, how neat is that? (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's great. No, that's that's great. And, um, you know, I think those of us who listen to these types of programs and me hosting them, uh, we have a love and a general uh, interest in this, and it all comes out through our work. So I think that's great. I'm really honored by that. And Barbara, also, I know you have a website. Where is that at? Oh, um, it's just, it's www.barbaraamino.com. And my name is spelled like Barbara Streisand, B-A-R-B-R-A-A-N-N-I-N-O. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us. I mean, you know, I'm looking at the reviews at Amazon. Uh, they're off the charts. They're excellent. Uh, continued success with this book. You have a new one. Uh, the next one's coming out this summer. Is that right? Yep. Emerald Isle is the fourth book in the series. I got to say, great covers, by the way. <laughs> great artwork. Uh, <laughs> very nice. Well, thank Bar- you. Yeah, my team is great. Barbara, thank you so much. I certainly appreciate Thank you for coming on the other side and telling us about Stacy Justice in this mystery series and a little bit of mixing of mystery with the paranormal. Well, thank you, Jim. I really enjoyed it. And thank you for tuning in to the other side. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a great week. 